1: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: In one hour at five o'clock, we've got nickelback tickets for you on Grant and Danny. You gotta be listening at that time. Coming up at four twenty-five, the Pro Bowl's just becoming a collection of competitions between players. And instead of a game, they're going to play flag football. Shouldn't we just get rid of this? Is anyone going to be watching this? Are any of you guys interested in that? Uh, that's what we'll be discussing coming up at 425. But right now, top of the hour here. Your Beltway Blitz every single day at 4 o'clock. The teams in town you care the most about. We jam it into one segment for you. Commanders, Capitals, Wizards, let's get to it. Start you off on the hardwood with our buddy Wes Hall, NBC Sports Washington hosts pre- and post-coverage for the Wiz. A West no game tonight. We thought the Wizards would be gunning for and likely getting a seventh straight win over the terrible Pistons, but the game's not going to happen. Give us some details.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um, as you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, the uh, weather down in Dallas not in the Wizards' favor, so therefore the Pistons have trouble getting back to Detroit. We were already up there, so now it's just for us to get on, uh, get on another plane and head down back at D.C. to get ready for the Blazers on Friday. An extra day of rest for the guys. Uh, shouldn't hurt, but definitely wanted to try to see if we can make it seven in a row in Detroit tonight for sure. Yeah,
4: chance for the first and 5-0 road trip, I think. I don't want to say ever for, for the Wizards, but it's, it's certainly been some time. That would have been really, really cool. But now it's Portland on Friday. What kind of challenges do they bring?
3: Uh, Portland brings everything Portland has, and that starts start with a guy by the name of Dame Little. We know he's special. Um, you know, just a, a well-oiled, you know, somewhat forgotten team because they hang out with Pacific Northwest. But still a challenge for this Wizards team. I think that we've got a good thing in Kendrick Nunn giving us a consistent 12 off the bench. Denny, a.k.a. Turbo, is on one, and I'm happy to see that. And, of course, there's Kyle Kuzma lighting it up, too. So a lot of things in the Wizards' favor. But you got to win at home, especially if you're going to have a concert after the game, too.
2: So. When did that start happening, and why, the Turbo thing? And how do, oh, I, how do so- I make it stop? No,
5: <laughs> you can't. Grant, you can't. You
2: can't Lean stop in. turbo. I, I no literally turbo never problem. heard it until Chris Miller said it on the broadcast, but I, I, I'm sure it's a thing. I just don't. I didn't know about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Monte Morris gave him the nickname because uh, basically they were saying Denny only wants to go fast and hit the square button, only wants to go turbo and hit the you know square button, kind of like in 2K. So that's that's his mode, and he's actually been pretty resourceful in transition this year, especially his last four or five games. So that's where that came from, and uh, seems to be sticking as of right now. Turbo, they got graphics. Once you make a it graphic, it, it's pretty much there.
2: Should I um should I be excited about a Denny Obvious twenty five points? I mean that was yeah. a career high. Like no Rui, he's getting more minutes. Should I start to feel like maybe he a little breakout's coming?
3: I, I think that it would be a wise thing for you to believe in Denny over these last six games. He's averaging 13 points. He's already had like nine steals. The kid's on when he's gotten confidence, Grant. It's, it sounds cliche, but it's the intangible things sometimes in sports that get guys going. So that's where uh, Denny's, Denny's leaning in. Just believe in the kid. It's all you need. A little confidence goes a long way.
4: Where, do, where should we hope, Wes, that this group is when it comes to the All-Star break, just in terms of being in striking distance for them to get to where they want to go?
3: Well, right now, if we would have played today, we're already the ninth seed. We've climbed out of the dungeon, see? So that's that's the thing is to try to get out of this. You know, we want us to obviously be play, uh, postseason contention, but you don't necessarily want to be in the playing. You'll accept what you can get, but if you've you got a hot streak going, climb out of that. The East is only separated by like, three games right now when you're looking at the teams under six. So there's an opportunity, you know, but you got to win the games.
2: Moving forward, rest of this season. <clears throat> yeah. No, Rui, how, how? what have we seen from the rotation that we can kind of say, okay, this could be the way forward? Whose roles elevate? What do you think happens now with some of these young guys getting more minutes?
3: Oh, well, really, just start with that, the more minutes. And those minutes really go to Denny, and that was what this whole move was about. Is creating more opportunity for him. But, again, I talk about the consistency of Kendrick Nunn. Corey Kispert shooting 41% from three, up over 35 from his rookie year. Um, DeLon Wright, consistent off the bench, a best on-ball defender. That's him. So everybody kind of knows their job. Taj Gibson, he's nicknamed Old and Ready because you really don't even have to tell him to do anything. Just put him in the game, and he uh, can kind of carry the water. So everybody's pretty much comfortable where they are, and I think the, the, the addition of Kendrick Nunn adds some speed um, that we didn't have necessarily when you got to that second and third line of rotation. Wes, thank you as always, buddy. Be well. Gentlemen, appreciate it as always. Thanks.
4: See you, my friend. Hit that commander sounder, please. buddy Rick Snyder joins us to talk about those commanders. Rick, I, I know I sound like a psychopath, But there's business of football to be done for a team that's been very mediocre. And it seems to me Ron Rivera is very comfortable playing at some Pebble Beach Pro-Am high-fiving and hobnobbing when I'd hope that there's something that the coach, team president, every other title that he's got could probably be doing back in Ashburn. What are your thoughts?
5: I think you're a psychopath. Thank you. Because, uh, you know, on this subject in particular, give the guy a few hours off. He's already out in California. He's going to be out there talking to the guy today. You know, an O C position. He wants to go play golf for a few minutes, who cares? This this mentality of you must spend twenty four seven in the bunker, three sixty five. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And everybody wants to talk about Gibbs. Here's the truth about what ha- happened with Joe Gibbs. He was an awful time management person. You know, that's why he would work way into the night because he and his coaches would goof off in the evening and have fun and they'd settle down and do the work and then everybody said we well, Joe Gibbs spent 100 hours a week doing it because Joe Gibbs, you know, didn't handle his time effectively. So you don't have to be 24-7. Lombardi was done at 5 o'clock on Fridays, you know. So if Ron wants to go play golf, let him go play golf. Who cares?
2: Would Eric Bieniemy want this job, do you think, after years of working under Andy Reid for one of the best offenses in Kansas City as the OC?
5: You know, there's, what, eight teams now that have OCs. I went ahead and ranked him. I think Washington is the sixth best opening of the eight. Um, you know, he wants to get out from Kansas City because he sees it's the only path uh, to become a head coach. He's been interviewed 17 times, I think, you know, and nothing, so what's that tell you? He interviews awful, that's one thing. But people must say, well, you know, it's, it's Andy Reid doing this. He's gotta come somewhere else. If I were him, you know, I'd try to, You know, if Dallas is really gonna do an OC, I go there, or I go to Baltimore, or Tennessee, or Arizona, even Tampa. You know, I go there first. But I, if he doesn't interview well, which is the word on it, then you know you go where you can go. Rick,
4: what are the positions that this team needs to upgrade? Where you would say should be free agents, and what are the positions where you'd say I hope they draft?
5: Uh, I think they have to draft a lineman. That would be one of them. Of course, they'd need a free agent lineman too. So whichever one you don't get in agency, go the other way. Gotcha. There's, there's a handful of tackles that are going to go somewhere between 13, you know, well, maybe even 10, 10 to 18. There's probably going to be about four tackles, but those tackles are also rated as guards. It's kind of a weird year for that. And teams like that in a way because it gives you flexibility, but you'd rather have a stud tackle and worry about the rest. So I think that's one place Washington can still get it. Uh, done, get a tackle there. And, you know, they need a guard. I mean, they need they need two guards. You know, Cosby may become one of them. They need another guard. They really need another center, but that's like a third-rounder. You know, could you get a free agent center? But We don't get many of those. You know, there just aren't. People don't let them go. Offensive linemen are hard to pick up good ones. You know, but they need that. They probably could use a the linebacker. They need a corner, you know, uh, for an extra one. When I looked at the list today I saw about five guys that I thought to probably change off of these five guys and that's it you know I don't know that they're gonna change off anything else
2: Rick I hate to spring this on you and I hope you you've heard this already the Washington Post actually just put this out apparently Bobby Bethard passed away a couple days ago and I hadn't heard that I don't know if you had uh, he was 86 years old for people that don't know Bobby Bethard NFL executive put together the foundations for seven. Super Bowl teams during a Hall of Fame career, and he actually won two titles in the 80s as the GM here in Washington of the then Redskins. Uh, You obviously covered those teams. You knew Bobby Beathard, I would presume. What can you tell us about
5: him? Well, I didn't know he passed, but I'm not surprised. I mean, he'd been in poor health for quite a while, uh, and I'm glad he's at peace with what he's been going through. Uh, Bobby was meticulous. You know, worked hard just like Joe. I mean, but he and Joe weren't always of the same mind. And Bobby wasn't afraid to send him a player that Joe didn't want, like Jacoby. And he said, You're going to, I'm the GM and I'm bringing you the guys. And Joe would say, I'm the coach and I'm playing whatever guys. You know, but there was a good mix. You know, they were really good at it. But he was a California boy. And that's why he decided to go back uh, to the West Coast. You know, he was doing so well here. Why would he leave? Well, because he really wanted to go back to California. You know, was with the Chargers for years. Took Marty Herney with him, you know, and, and groomed him. Uh, but, you know, Bobby was a as Bobby was a very conservative person. You know, he was a big diehard Republican. So he loved the Washington Times where I worked. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess gave us a break on that. But the man was man was all about working hard. I mean, when they did the strike team in, what, 87? 87. Is that was? Yeah, three and you know? So... The key to the whole season there was they went three and zero in the strike team, got home advantage and such, and that's because Bobby and Charlie Cashley, as soon as they made cuts, made sure they had everybody's information, knowing they were going to bring them right back. And that hard work was the core of how they won the eighty seven championship.
4: Yeah, I wanted you to go into that, Rick. That was going to be my follow up. Is is to me, um, you know, as I started to become. Uh, I was still a kid, but it started to dawn on me like kind of what this meant, what this was all about, that 87 team was the first group I really kind of remember from start to finish, right, as a kid. And watching that and just how much better they were and well-drilled and everything else, those stories are, just seem unbelievable to me. It seems like a movie script, and I guess they did make a new movie eventually. But but just I'd love for you to, to go into that a little bit about that process and and what they did there in, in 87 to, to, to help secure it uh, once the regular guys came back.
5: Yeah, what, what happened was they made the cuts, and then they played, what was it, one game or two? Um, and then he went to the strike. You know, players basically went and got a paycheck or two so they could carry through. Uh, and Beathard was prepared more than anybody. Like the Giants, they got a semi-pro team to just come over and play. They blew it off. And that cost them. They went through 0-3. cost them dearly. But Beathard was smart enough to just, you know, uh, be so meticulous to do it. And Charlie was a hard worker, too. So they just outworked everybody. They fooled the rest of the league and took it seriously. And Joe Gibbs from day one took it seriously about, I know these are a ragamuffin group, but we're going to go win Sunday. (laughs) And they did. And that was really an exceptional thing because Bobby went everywhere. I mean, Bobby tells stories of just finding guys, you know, from the 7-Eleven guards and things like that. Uh, And it was just an amazing piece of work. And uh, those who didn't take it seriously, didn't win. And then it set them up again with a second Super Bowl. Now you have some even more credibility to keep it going for that third. I think that was a nice bridge between the first and last. Uh, that if they hadn't had it, would it have worked as well? Would they have been as good? I'm not as sure. Because they would have been Super Bowls 10 years apart, more or less. So that bridge have kept them as a great team. Rick Snyder.
2: TheFanDC.com is where you can find his work. Thank you very much for helping us uh, reminisce a little bit and uh, helping us on the Blitz today. We appreciate you.
5: All right. Thanks Robbie. having Thanks, Ray. That's
2: right. it's tough to hear. Bobby yeah. Bethard uh, was here in Washington, GM of the then Redskins, 78 to 88, went on to the Chargers, as Rick mentioned, from 90 to 2000, Hall of Fame inductee, four-time Super Bowl champion. Wow. Uh, Washington Post having that apparently just a couple of days ago. He passed. All right, let's move along in the blitz. And to discuss the caps, we got our buddy Nick Dowd on the show. Nick is brought to you by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put our team in your office. Nick, big one last night against a bad Columbus team. Had to get two points, and the boys delivered. Koozie in overtime. I know it was easier said for me on the couch than done yeah. to just go beat a bad team and get those two points. Columbus has yeah. good players, and they're pros too at the lowest point total in the league, but they played pretty well and gave the caps all they could handle.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that is a great goaltending. uh, you know, and, um, you know, it's a, that, that building, although I did see a stat where I think they give up the most goals in the league in that rink, uh, at home. But I mean, still, that's a, that's kind of a tough building, a sneaky, tough building to play in at times. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, still an NHL team and any given night, they can, they can beat anybody. So, um, you know, and they, they showed that last night. We we're up, I think. Mean, you know, well, not three, two, one that's maybe 2-1, then 3-1, and then all of a sudden it's 3-3. Like, what's going on here. But, yeah, the, the boys, you know, did a good job uh, after a tough loss in Toronto. So.
4: Nick, I feel like they're probably saying this in 30 cities right now, but I really do feel like it's true here in D.C. I think the All-Star is coming at a good time for you guys. Uh, I'm thinking of you <laughs> specifically trying to get yeah. back on the ice and a number of yeah. guys working back from some injuries. Do you feel that way, like this is coming at a
6: good time? yeah i mean i think so i think mean, for you know personally i was pretty fortunate just because you know I, I another you know 10 11 days of uh of missing if we were in the season i mean that's a potential another five five games so right now i'm at a total of six that i missed since i got hurt you know two weeks ago and then um you know i think just these extra 10 11 days of, of healing and and getting back into it'll be you know really helpful for me but yeah i think as a team um you know, we're going to take these next 10, 11 days, guys will get a little bit of a mental break. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. I think physically, you know, guys can, can play the rest of the season without this break. I mean, it's tough. It's a grind, but I think, it, you, know, it's, you know, it can definitely be done. Um, but I think, you know, mentally that's the biggest part is that guys are just able to get away, um, you know, and, and get away from hockey. And then we got this, you know, next 29 games. I saw 21 of 29 games are played against teams in conference. So, I mean, it's going to be an absolute war. It's going to be fun to fun to be a part of to, you know, get the playoffs and
2: stuff, so. Yeah, I can't wait for this stretch run. Schedule's tough, but you guys will be battle-tested even when the postseason gets going. Uh, Nick Dowd with us here on Grant and Danny. 4-3 win last night in overtime. Who's off with the game-winner? A couple of goals for Trevor Rams. Dykes, which was really good to see. Now, TVR getting some shine. That's always fun as a fan, I think, when, you know, at, at one point Gustafson hadn't really scored all season. Then he had a Hattie. Like, what's that like when you're on the team and that dude who never scores or isn't known as a goal scorer has the breakout game like Van Riemsdyk did last night?
6: Yeah, I mean Reems, I think I think I saw Reems hit a career high last night with those goals. So I think he's at six right now. But it, honestly, that's hard for me to believe that. You know, he, I would have thought if you know he's what type of player he is and how he can. He's actually got a lot of, lot of, lot of. Uh, um, hockey sense, um, you know, really smart player. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think if I heard that right, that's awesome for him. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to be a part of. I mean, you know, Gussie, for example, like, he, he, I mean, he he definitely is a goal scorer. I just think he was, a you know, hadn't scored yet. But uh, as you could see, like, you know, right when he did score, and he got the hat trick and then, you know, he opened up the net. He's got like seven or eight on goals now. So, um, but, yeah, it's good to be a part of. I mean, I think the biggest thing is is it's just – so helpful for our, for our team, right. To have everyone chipping in, like, you know, all four lines, all, you know, all six D men, you know, and yeah, it's, and, you know, it's good to, good to see, you know, a guy like Reams who, who, you know, does the, does the little things every single night and, and, you know, plays really hard block shots, you know, he's probably more thought of as a, as a PK guy, you know, and a shutdown guy. But it's, you know, it's nice. Cause you know, it's just, you do, you kind of do all those, you know, gritty hard things uh you know in your career as a player and that's what makes you who you are and then it's, it's nice to to get rewarded with with points and goals every now and then i mean you ask anybody you know myself included that um you know guys that are are you know in the league because they do the the hard things Say, so yeah it's nice to get rewarded you know and feel good. Cause that's why you play the game right like you're out in the backyard playing with your buddies you want to score goals you're not you know, I wasn't out there at ten years old taking face off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you know. really uh, wanted
2: to win that draw in the, in the yeah, ozone.
6: Yeah, 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 right. Take the face off and then sprint off the uh, sprint off the uh, the street so my buddy can jump on the jump on the on the street and play. But um, yeah, so I mean, it, you know, that's that's why we all play, right? In the end, we're all in the NHL because we, you know, we can do you know great hockey players, and, and you, you kind of got to figure out a way to stick, right? And so everyone has kind of a role. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to be Alex Ovechkin and score 50 every year. That looks, that looks pretty fun.
4: You mentioned the block shot. And last night, I think it was Van Reemers that took one off the hand. The, the shot claimed yeah, John yeah, Carlson for you know an extended period of time. What's the right yeah. technique? Because I, I cannot imagine the idea of, 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 say, being an opponent and going, well, there's number eight teeing up a shot here. I should probably oh, get in yeah, the way that of that. Miserable. Like, that yeah, terrible yeah, idea. Yeah. What's what's the way yeah, to do it? Yeah. Obviously, you want to sacrifice and, and, you know, support the team, David Putty style. How do you do it without getting blasted and hurt?
6: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Johnny uh, Johnny Carlson probably, should, you know, he has one of the hardest shots. Him and actually Orly, too. Orly is one of the heaviest shots. Yeah. It just kind of comes off differently from those two. Oh, oh, I mean, sneak, obviously, really hard shot, but just like such a such an all-around great shooter right but johnny and Orly shoot the park yeah just so hard so yeah i mean you see those D-men flex out to block obi shot like on a daily basis and you're like god that must just suck um you know and and i feel bad for our d-man too like you know our forwards have to do it quite a bit but that one-timer spot where obi shoots from is like notorious for for you know a d-man having to flex out and block that but I would say just, you know, over my career, you don't want to get hit in the hands. I mean, that's like a big no-no because it's just hands are so much easier to fracture. Uh, and then feet, right? So, like, I wear, I wear like, these plastic, like, custom-made shot blockers uh, on my skates that you can just, like, uh, Velcro on and Velcro off. And, uh, and honestly, I've broken, like, 50 of these things just because you get an absolute, you know, bomb right off your foot and the thing shatters but then you're kind of skating away like oh no big deal um, but yeah you definitely keep the hands out of there and try and get as big as you can but at the same point you don't want to expose like the neck or the ribs and stuff like that but yeah it's, there's 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 better ways to do it but in the end it's, it's not uh, you know it's not the not the most ideal situation when you know you're about to get pegged with one of those so.
2: Nick out of the Caps with us each week on Grant and Danny. Thank you sir
6: Yeah thanks guys
2: Nick Dow, brought to you by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put our team in your office. Next on G&D, the Pro Bowl is going to be a collection of competitions and not actually a game, and they're going to play a flag football game to culminate the week.
4: Is this worth doing? We will discuss next right here on The Fan.
2: We just touched base with Joe Theismann. He's going to join us coming up in an hour, about 525, uh, to discuss with us Bobby Beathard, who, of course, crossed paths with Joe Theismann. He didn't pick Theismann, but they were together in Washington for many, many years. Um, Started as the GM with the Redskins in 1978. Beathard was here for a decade. During his tenure, some of the players he brought to D.C. include Russ Grimm, Art Monk, you look at the players he drafted and had a hand in acquiring Dexter Manley, Charlie Brown, Charles Mann, Gary Clark.
4: Just in all the names, all time talent evaluation. Yep, what what an unbelievable time in DC. And and again, I was asking Rick about this um, on the Beltway Blitz just a moment ago. The you know I was I was a little kid. My first real memory is when John Riggins broke the tackle in the Super Bowl, and I've jumped up and down and I saw stars and I was only just like a three or four year old, but it's, I remember it vividly sitting to the right of my dad. My uncle Kirk was just a couple of seats down. I just remember that incredible moment. Right. But years later, all those kind of seasons blur together. 87 as I'm now, I think I'm, I'm actually was my, uh, was my, what my, what my oldest son is now sort of remember appointment viewing, watching every game and sort of realizing how truly remarkable this was that this group of, what do you want to call it? The replacement players, the ragtags, the guys that you know didn't quite make the league, et cetera, were playing together and playing really well and setting things up because this was a group GP that had gone, you know, basically fourteen and 2, 11 and 5, 12 and four in the previous years, and this was prime time for them. Coming into the season, we thought they could win the Super Bowl. They'd lost to the Giants the year before in the NFC title game, I believe. I think it was 7-0 or 7-3, something like that. But this group was primed. And then the strike happens, and we're all going, is this going to derail the season? What's this mean? What's going to happen? And they didn't miss a beat. They went 3-0 with the group of replacements. And it was amazing and remarkable. And I remember thinking, we need to appreciate the architects here. Yeah, that's that's crazy. elevated Gibbs to royalty. I think elevated Beathard there, too.
2: He resigned from here in the late 80s, like 89 before the draft, took the year off, was an analyst on NBC for a season, and then he went to the Chargers. Within three years, they'd gone from being bad to winning the division, and he had them in the Super Bowl a couple years after that. So it's not like it was just here with Joe Gibbs that he had success, but we'll get more insight on him as a person from Joe Theismann uh, coming up at 525 today on Grant and Danny. The Pro Bowl. Is not going to be played as a game anymore. It's going to be a flag football contest that ends a week of activities. So I, I've pulled up the the rundown for the Pro Bowl week. It looks like uh, based best I can find here online. And I just want to go through some of the competitions that are going to be had. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to have NFL players that are Pro Bowlers show up and compete in these things. Thursday, February second. Okay, so that's starting tomorrow. I guess that's right? tomorrow. Yeah. Epic Pro Bowl Dodgeball. Dodgeball has been competed in by the NFL players the last few years at the Pro Bowl. It's kind of a fun thing to watch and see. You know, it's almost like a Jimmy Fallon feel where you get celebrities on Fallon and they just do wacky things. They they shoot each other with squirt guns or they're playing a game where they're cracking eggs on each other's head. There is an appeal to seeing Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Aaron Rodgers if he goes or you know, whoever's there. Taking part in these activities and playing dodgeball against each other, but that's going to kick the whole thing off on Thursday. Danny is a big game of dodgeball.
4: I've, I've, ne- I, haven't, I didn't realize they've been doing it for a little while. I pretty much just tune out on Pro Bowl stuff. I would say the the dodgeball thing at the Pro Bowl, if I had to guess, is like four years old. I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't know that, but that sounds mildly intriguing to me. I like that. I like the idea of world like the best athletes we've got doing things that regular people do. It's
2: fun. There was actually a, a viral one. I think it was like Jarvis Landry. might have been Odell Beckham Jr. But someone was like the last guy standing for the NFC a couple years ago against like six people from the AFC. And he just took them out one by one by one by one until he was the last man standing. So I'm in. I'll watch dodgeball. Uh, dodge, duck, dib, dive, and dodge. Dodge. Oh, uh, with the NFL players. Then they've got a thing called lightning round. Lightning round is a... Let's see. What is lightning round? It's a company picnic round of the Pro Bowl skills competition. 16 players from each conference will compete in a three round elimination competition. The games the players will participate in are a water balloon toss called Splash Catch, a punt catching contest called High Stakes, and Thrill of the Spill, Hmm. where a Pro Bowler will attempt to hit a target dumping a water bucket on an opponent's head. Where are we at on Lightning Round? A water balloon tossing competition. Throwing to a target to dump water on someone's head, like uh, almost like um, you know, your teacher's standing under something, like a dunk pool or something. And then a punt catching contest. That could be funny if the linemen are doing that or yeah. something. I'm not as in on it as I am on dodgeball, I'll say.
4: Pretty much out. It sounds like that game show that Dwayne Wade hosted for like an hour. Remember that? They, like all of a sudden it was like this game show where people compete <clears throat> in really weird activities, and it's hosted by Dwayne Wade for some reason. He's really likable. We're just put Dwayne Wade out there. Game show host. And that was on for a couple years or like a month or something. All right. Thursday's still going. Wow. So after dodgeball, after the
2: lightning round, we've got the longest drive competition. Yes. Which is what you think. A golf long drive competition featuring four players from the AFC and four from the NFC. Bring me
4: this. In. And that's great. In, 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 in on that. I want to like my favorite for a little while YouTube search or like whatever, you know, type video search was like. Major league, hulking major league baseball player goes to top golf like Mike Trout hitting a nuke over the fence that they have set up I in the back. I do, I agree. I'm not. so in. I think that'll
2: be really entertaining. Precision passing, which I don't think needs much of an explanation. They'll get the quarterbacks together to attempt to hit targets in one bucket for the most points they can accumulate. Now, this goes back years and years. Like, I remember watching the old quarterback competition before yep. the Pro Bowl. With like Chris Berman in a Hawaiian shirt, like in in Honolulu on the field, probably twenty five years ago, and it was like Steve Young and Boomer Asai. It was always Steve Young. I, I I oh, I have fond memories of that. I always watch that. I'm in on precision passing now. The quarterbacks are like Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr this year, which is its own problem. But why not precision passing? Let's do it. It's going to be sad when Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr are hitting targets. Like
4: yeah, Tyler Huntley's in the finals somehow.
2: This one always lets down, for the record. They're going to end Thursday with best catch. Now, this is a thing where they basically have guys stand next to, like, a padded foam surface, and then they try to make diving catches of the football to make the best catch. Like
4: you and your buddies would do jumping into the pool.
2: Exactly Uh right. And I saw this last year. They did it, and Justin Jefferson and
4: some other guys were competing.
2: It sounds great. It, it just, it's hard to, to pull off Never in works a way out. that's entertaining on TV.
4: You need to do one of those Chris Cooley punching through the wall and he catches it with one hand kind of
2: deals. You got to do like a dunk contest where you get really creative, where mm-hmm. you, you jump off something or you hide behind a car and you go through the window to catch it. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's Thursday. All right. Dodgeball, lightning round, long drive, precision passing, best catch. Feel okay
4: about tomorrow's activities? Yeah, some of that's interesting to me. I'll, I'll, I might flip it on. Okay. Sunday.
2: And I don't know why we're not doing anything Friday or Saturday, but you skip ahead to Sunday. You need some time to rest up. We have the (laughs) best... That's a good (laughs) bit. Best catch finals. So the two guys, I guess, from best catch get to compete. Then we're doing the gridiron gauntlet. Here we go. All right, your Pro Bowl gridiron gauntlet. Six on six. Head-to-head obstacle course relay between the AFC and NFC. I think I'm in on that. I think I'm in on that I think I'm in on that. Are we finding out that we're steamed up for the Pro Bowl?
4: I I wouldn't say I'm steamed. I still need somehow Daryl Green and Willie Galt to race for me to feel great about it. This is
2: my sneaky favorite thing. You're going to hate this. Hmm. I think the rest of us will love this. I am a mark for this event. Kick-tack-toe, where two kickers play tic Tac toe with, so they're kicking to the field goal. The net, though, has basically the nine squares. So if someone gets it on the bottom left, then you've got a block in the middle. Then someone gets the top left, now you've got to block the middle left. And the two kickers are going back and forth trying to accurately kick to quadrants in the net, kick, tack, toe.
4: So to, are it. punters in it? No, this would be place kick. It says each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete. Well, I'm
2: sure that there's maybe a snap and a hold. I don't know. Maybe the oh, maybe they're snappers, the holder. Oh, right. I would think maybe the long snappers are going head to head, but I would just think you snap, you hold, and you kick. And you kick. That would be my assumption. So there's, there's actually two forms that they've done in the past of this as the resident. Pro Bowl uh, challenge expert. You're more the expert here. I haven't watched a second of it. The other one that I loved was when the kickers played horse, and they would have to basically go make crazy kicks from weird angles. Do you like
4: that Bird Jordan commercial from re- totally. forever ago. Yeah.
2: Someone would come back, like a 72-yard field goal. The other guy would have to make it. They go from wide, really wide angle near the the corner of the end zone or something.
4: Rugby style drop kick from the sideline. I'm fired up for kick-tack-toe. You hate kickers. So I'm fired guessing, up. Fired up.
2: Fired up. I'm going to say this is my... Other than long drive, this is my number one. Maybe this is my number two for the weekend. All
4: right. I need to figure this out here. You'd rather watch this over what? Like, would you rather watch this over Precision passing? No, I mean like a real like a sporting event, like a like a real game. Not an NFL game, but uh, like uh
2: the things I would say I would get in trouble for. So I'm not gonna say them. Okay. You got... I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Kick toe I'm gonna watch it. That's the point. Kick toe Move the chains. Okay. This sounds interesting to me. Two teams, five from each conference, race to see who can move a weighted wall the farthest. I don't know what that is. It's
4: like a big, how strong are you? It's like, do you like giant muscles on huge people pulling stuff? My hand's going up. Oh,
2: so you're pulling a
4: wall. Okay. Yeah. Like the so, world's strongest man, but it's
2: five on five.
4: Yeah, it's a lot of like late night ESPN two. Magnus for Maguson. When Bill Strong hurt
2: doing this. We never do it again, right? Yeah, I think this will be the last time. Okay. If somebody pulls someone something, pulls a back muscle doing the long drive competition, it's all over. One of the kickers gets hurt; they'll keep doing it, and then it all ends with a flag football game. So I'll, I'm willing to get rid of the flag football game. I'll give it one time. I'll watch it, see what happens. Let's get rid of that. I'm in on the challenges. I think just getting guys together. To have a bunch of challenges can be really, really fun TV. I'll watch them. I'll enjoy them for what they are. I'm in.
4: Is I Danny I'm, Ruye in? I think I might be in. I might give it a cursory glance. I have not. I might actually do it this weekend. It sounds fun.
2: I think this is going to be fun. I'm really excited. We don't need to play a game because the game's terrible. I think we need to change how we name Pro Bowlers because the system's broken. Ah. And maybe we need to get rid of the game itself in all capacities. We should just invite big personality players, invite guys. They don't have to be a pro bowler, to come take part in these events. Star players to just come hang out and do this. But I'm excited. Sounds like Danny is in. Let's open up the phones. Will you watch any of this? Any of these events I just described to you seem interesting? What what should they do that they're not doing? What are they doing that you think's a waste of time? And will you watch the flag football game at all? We're taking your temperature. We want to hear from you next at 800 636-1067 on Grant and Danny.
4: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will
1: cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better
4: over
1: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for
4: $25 per line per month
0: with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
4: So a lot of people
2: have been bashing the idea that the Pro Bowl is going to have a flag football game. And I guess I'd be one of those people. I'm I'm not particularly interested in seeing a flag football game. It can't be worse than what they were doing as recently as this year, though, when players quite literally st- stop trying to tackle.
4: Yeah, I, I, I can't it remember what year it was. Two-hand touch football. I don't remember what year it was, Jeeps, but we were talking about the Pro Bowl. It still did well, by the way. It still was getting better ratings in the World Series and you know NBA Conference Finals games and you know seven, eight million people were tuning into it. I remember giving it a shot. I, I want to call 2012, something like that. I watched the defensive end win, get home, pull up, stop, allow the quarterback to throw a pass. And I said, that's it. It's not. They're incredible. They're great players. This is no longer the football. There's no no element of it. And that was it. That was the last time I tuned into it. So good for them for adapting.
2: That was always the case, as long as I can remember. No one's been hitting quarterbacks. I'm talking about running back runs the football into the line of scrimmage and just gets held up like it's training camp. That's what's been happening now. Wide receiver catches ball in a drag route across the middle of the field. Linebacker kind of bear hugs him, and just where he gets bear hugged is where they spot the ball. That's what's been happening. But I really believe, with or without the the flag football game that's at the end of the next few days, whatever, take it or leave it, who cares? I do think that the competitions can be entertaining. I think it could be good television. I think it is good for the brand, so to speak. You get some of your stars. You get some of your young players. You give them this showcase with no helmet on. We're seeing their face. We're seeing these guys interact. We get to know the personalities a little bit more. You're putting it on NFL Network, and it's on network TV, and fans get to see some of their players at a time or otherwise. They're just sitting at home. So there's probably some value to this. We just went through a bunch of the activities that they have planned, a bunch of the things that they've got on the schedule, including a long-drive competition in golf and uh, kick-tack-toe with the kickers. I, I'm in. Danny says he's gonna check it out we want to know where you guys are on this let's go to josh in upper Marlboro on g d what's up josh hey Josh
7: hey fellas hey first I just really want to congratulate danny for being open to a little fun here i, I am a loyal listener as you guys know and hopped as soon as you announced this segment I hopped on the phone prepared to just you know go in on danny for not being open to this thing at all because, because it's laughter and it's joy and it's good feelings and it's fun and People are coming together, and those are all things he normally hates. And so I just want to, like, celebrate the Damn. fact that Danny Rouillet is open to a little fun. You need to be in on kick Tac toe It's the best thing that is about this uh, this entire experience, and I wish you were in on that. We need to really go back to the place kicker challenge for the Grant and Danny show, which you reneged on, but, you know, that's for another subject. But, uh, but I, I, th- everything about this is great. Last thing, Danny, I want to appreciate you. Um, I finally watched top gun too i know you're a huge top gun guy yes and so i appreciate the recommendation it was amazing and so yeah i just want to say thanks for that as well
4: so you, you didn't like it until he trolled you did you god
2: he trolls me so hard every time with
4: top gun and it ricks me. he got everybody right <laughs> there i caught some Everything. and i'm sitting there just wearing it you're over there <laughs> i was loving it chucking and jiving having a grand old time and then you caught some Well, good job, Josh. Here's
2: the thing. As a Top Gun guy, that's a little bit offensive. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. a little bit offensive.
4: Oh, I know what you're saying. But I did, to his
2: credit, also think that you would hate everything about these activities.
4: Now, here's what I will say, in in fairness, and I'm being very honest with you guys. I'm not going to set my weekend around this. Well, I I would be stunned if you watch a second of it, to be completely honest. It's the type of thing where I basically have to, to do... I don't even know how to describe this. It's like it's like dad stuff, and there's plenty of things. If I'm not doing responsibilities, there needs to be very good reason, right? So if the kids are situated on Sunday afternoon, and I and go, oh, yeah, I have, I have 45 minutes to flip on the TV for something, and this is on, I'll watch that. I'm not going to, but it's not one of those things where we're having, the kids are playing with other kids, or there's a sporting event or whatever. I'm not setting my weekend around this. I'll watch some of this Thursday night, though. That's good that it's on that night, too. Yes, I, can check I think that is yeah, good. I can watch some. Thursday night,
2: you're at home. Why not? Is that our college basketball, basically? Disco and Laurel, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, buddy? Doing good, pal.
7: I have two ideas. There should be a 40-yard dash for O-linemen and D-linemen. Yes. Um, and I think there should be a pros versus Joes type of situation. So you get a lot of fans that talk trash throughout the season. Oh, I could kick a 30-yarder myself. Okay, let the NFL and teams pick their community person of the season or whatever <laughs> and go it. out and do a uh, and do a pros versus Joes so God, so people can shut up and stop thinking that they're better than professional athletes.
2: Disco, I think I this love is that. genius. I love it. So here's how I think you do it, right? You find, like, mean tweets or something. Mm-hmm. But angry, why didn't you make that catch? How could this kicker miss that kick? I could have done that tweets. And you invite those people to the Pro Bowl or to an an event as fans that want something. You could tell them up front what's going on or not. I don't think it matters. They then have to do the thing that they screamed about in front of everybody with the players all kind of gathered around. So if you're mad at the kicker for missing the extra point, we get to watch that dummy kick. It could just be a seven, eight, ten minute thing where one guy kicks, another guy says I would never drop a pass, and so he's now standing in front of the jugs. Just machine. catching
4: up yeah, a missile from somebody.
2: Catching a, a sixty yard dart, but while people are are all around him, waving their hands, and you know, someone's threatening to tackle him essentially. Let's see how it
4: goes. So I have always wanted this with Olympics and stuff. Things that we don't normally do. I would love to see. Just side by side comparison or something. A regular person attempting to run a four hundred, right? Like sprinting around the track. Human beings can't sprint for that long, and yet those people do, and they do it in like forty one seconds. They get they sprint all the way around the track. I'd love to see like just a dude, like a regular guy, running and like the time lapse. He would get halfway around while they're finishing, like stuff like that for point of comparison. I always want that.
2: I love seeing the big guys sprint though. That's great. So that that is a great idea. I don't even, I don't even think it should be a forty yard dash. Make it 100 for all I care. I, I'd want to see linemen competing in a sprint-off. That would be great. There's excellent tweets coming in at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. For competitions, the NFL should have players do at the Pro Bowl. I've got a couple that I think would be good, so we'll run through some of those next. 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in. Do you think this could revitalize... and? resuscitate a dying event what the NFL is planning this weekend we're Grant and Danny on the fan
0: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe